Previously on Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet. Dan and Caitlin created one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Alas, the tech gods did not smile upon them, and two-thirds of it were lost to the ages. Today, they will attempt to recreate this lost treasure for your entertainment. Will they have learned how to use technology? Did Keith and Caitlin actually finish Birdman? Should the two Morgans betray a lesbian couple? All these questions and more will be answered today in Mail Time Strikes Back, Part 2. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And we're back. All right. So. And this is and life is hard. <laughs> yes. All right. So by now, I think you understand we had technical difficulties last time. Let's just get into it. Um, <laughs> first, the, the most important question, which I already know the answer to, but they don't, is did you actually finish Birdman? No, Keith went to New York, so we didn't see each other last weekend. Maybe, Ooh. maybe next week when he's on spring break. Yeah. Okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right. Um, I, we I'm really gonna... liked the first half of Birdman. <laughs> I recommend it. Yes. Are we doing recommendations? I figured we skip it. So the two things that we're sort of skipping over: um, a is recommendations because this is technically part two, and we already did it. And the first one. part of this was all recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, um, just in order to keep it so not we're not completely just redoing what we had to do last time, A, we're super thankful that we got a bunch of new tweets in this week, so we're going to start with those. Thank you, um, everyone. Also, yes. Um, we're also, we did a really big, long talk about Lucas on the last version of this podcast, and I think we should kind of table that, maybe. How do you feel about that? Kind of come back to it at first date, instead of redoing it all over again? Well... See, I don't know, because for a first date, do we want to compare it to a first date with Corey? Do we want to compare it to the season finale of the first season of Boy Meets World? I definitely would rather do it with the first date, with with, with the second to last episode of season one, which is, technic- which is kind of the finale. It's definitely the much more analogous episode than, than the finale of season one, which is that really weird one with Zerfini and the coffee and all that stuff. Um, oh, right. I yeah. thought you were talking about Girl Meets World for a second, and I was like, no, no the finale is next, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no. Cause, well, cause basically, basically, the second to last episode of Boy Meets World Season 1 is Boy Meets First Date. It's just not called that. You know, it's the same idea. Um, yeah. And then they have this little extra crazy episode, which, I, I'm, which is why I'm sort of wondering whether Girl Meets Demolition will be somewhat similar to that. Like, a sort of, like, a weird, crazy episode thrown on at the end. Let's just um. do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did one of our tweets, like, lend us to that conversation? I'm trying to remember. Uh, we started talking about Lucas because of the uh, description of Girlmate's first date, which we have a little bit of that saved on uh, Mail Time Strikes Back Part 1, but it, we didn't get most of it. Um, if you have a few things you want to say, you can throw it out there, but I just figured, for time's sake, we have all the things. I mean, Keith is probably going to want to throw himself into that conversation yeah and he keith des- definitely needs to be on the podcast for the season finale <laughs> yes i agree well we'll make that happen yeah so uh yeah i don't mind i think we could talk about everyone's character development yeah in that episode then that makes yeah. sense all right yeah i'm yeah. okay with that cool and i mean i'm planning i mean after first date we'll have another hiatus probably so i figured we'll do like a season one review episode of sort of comparing the two first seasons um and still have plenty of time for that stuff also i do want to say just in case our first date i don't know if our first date episode will be super timely because i am going to make it a priority that all three of us are on there over how quickly we get it up 
Um, <laughs> but we will try for to be timely. Alright, so we're going to get right into these tweets. Uh, our first tweet that I'm going to read is from at Looney underscore Tunes, who sent in a lot of nice things recently, especially uh, a nice little link about Spectacular Spider-Man, so I appreciate that. Thank uh, you. Alright, Looney Tunes says... Uh, I have a couple of questions. Okay, so since Disney Channel shows never go over four seasons, do you think they'll be able to age the characters like Boy Meets World? Let's start with that. Um, first of all, I'm not 100% sure that that's still in effect. No, I, know that I think like that a- stopped because of... Was it That's So Raven? I think it was because of the popularity of, of That's So Raven they stopped doing that. Wizards Away with Place definitely went more than four. I'm pretty. Sure. I mean, no, I'm not gonna say definitely because I don't actually know anything about that show. But I'm pretty sure it went. Yeah, more than four I think they actually. St- even though people still hear about it, I think they actually stopped the three season rule. I mm-hmm. think Lizzie McGuire was might have been the last three season Disney Channel show where they had that rule. Yeah, because well, that's either- so Raven was so popular that they were like, oh well, this is making us money. Why would we stop it? Yeah. And so we get the answer to our second question. Will we ever learn to use technology? And the answer is no, because Caitlin forgot to plug in her headphones, and so I don't know if I'll be echoey and weird. I'm going to try to fix it in editing. This is fun, guys. You love us. We're the best. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, I, I also forgot to mention that Caitlin doesn't have her good microphone, so she might sound crappy anyway. I'm sorry. Well, because <laughs> I'm good, on spring guys. break right now, and so yes. in the middle of packing, because I had a really hard time getting home... Um, I didn't pack the microphone, and I apologize, because usually I leave it at school. Alright, let's get back to this Looney Tune question. I feel like Girl Meets World might be a special circumstance, because it is, like, the first time they had a show like this in a while Mm -hmm. that, like, adults watch, too. Yeah, it has broadened their demographics. Yeah, so I feel like if you get to season four or something, and yes, okay, maybe it's not, like, the super young kids anymore that it's, like, their main target audience, but if it still has, like, a wider audience, then I think they might take, you know, make, make it special circumstances. Because, mm-hmm. um, let's think of it this it way, Dan, you wouldn't have started watching Lip and Maddie if it wasn't for Girl Meets World. It is true. Actually, that's a really good point, that, like, it can also, like, make you take a second look at the Disney universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we'll see. I I would be pretty bummed if this only went four seasons because then we'd like barely get into high school. Uh, I don't. Do you feel like I I personally would like it to end with graduating high I want, school? I don't need. Don't college. you remember what I proposed for the final episode to be? Yes, <laughs> I think graduation would be a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I don't need college. I personally am not a big fan of when shows trying to make all the characters go to the same school. <laughs> Uh, it, it does at least, I mean, at least the fact that they're in New York City, I could all go to different colleges in New York yes. City, which there are enough of them that that could work. Yeah, but, it's a college town. Yeah, Philadelphia, to my knowledge, isn't really considered a college town. Yeah, I don't know a lot no. about Pennsylvania, though. If we have any listeners yeah. from Pennsylvania that would like to correct me, that's fine. M- moral of the story <laughs> is if you're someone making a TV show about high school, set it in Boston. Because right. then you have about 50 different schools your character. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they can still be friends. The tea, yep. though it's a nightmare now. I'm gonna censor my language. <laughs> can, can yes, you can have you can have five episodes about snow. It will be good. <laughs> Half your show will be in darkness. <laughs> oh my god, it's a horror show. Oh As god. you can tell, Dan All and right. I really love living in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. 
Alright, I'm gonna move on to his next question, which actually connects to somebody else's question, so I'm gonna read them back okay. to back. So, Looney Tunes asks, Do you watch any other shows on Disney Channel? I've become quite partial to I Didn't Do It myself. And so then somebody else says, and I have to scroll down for a second because it's from last mm-hmm. week. Okay, so then at Criminerd says, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how Girl Meets World compares to other Disney shows, old and current. Uh, Looney Tunes asked if we watched any current ones. So I, as people might know if you've been listening for a while, I do watch Liv and Maddie from time to time. I'm actually a little bit behind now. Um, but I oh, quite no. enjoy Liv and Maddie. <laughs> I know, I have to catch up. Um, oh no. Will Dan ever catch up on Liv and Maddie? <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, Go okay, on. so the ones that I've seen that are current are Liv and Maddie, I've seen a tiny bit of Jesse, and a tiny bit of Dog with a Blog. Uh, to be as delicate as possible, Dog with a Blog is terrible. I hope you don't, I, if you really love Dog with a Blog, I'm sorry, I just hate it. Uh, Jesse was, eh. Uh, Liv and Maddie, I, I, I can't really decide whether, like, I can't say whether I like Liv and Maddie or Girl Meets World more, because it's like, Girl Meets World comes with all the Boy Meets World baggage, which makes me like it more, but if it was just by itself, I don't really know. The thing about Liv and Maddie is that it is more of the Drake and Josh style humor, and it's less realistic, but it, like, knows that, whereas Girl Meets World is kind of trying to be more realistic, but then sometimes shifts into Drake and Josh humor, so it's mm-hmm. kind of... Um, but you haven't seen, like, any of it, right? No, I really don't know any other Disney Channel shows that are on right now, so I can't answer about current. Yeah. Uh, you can talk about some old stuff, though, how you think it compares. Alright. So, like you said, it kind of lends itself to more of the Drake and Josh humor a lot of the time. Yeah. So, I do prefer when Girl Meets World gets more down-to-earth and emotional in that degree. Yeah. Because... You know, you want to feel like you're watching family or like you're watching, you know, people who are actually at home. Mm-hmm. So old Disney shows like Lizzie McGuire, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Older shows like That's a Raven, even Stevens. I'm trying yeah. to think of a couple more if you can throw any out there. Well, so even Stevens was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, okay, so one <laughs> thing I wanted to say that I talked about last time when we answered this question was I feel like it's really hard for me to answer this unbiasedly. Because exactly. I haven't, I haven't watched most of these shows since I was that age. And yeah. so, like, I feel like Lizzie McGuire was a great show. I don't really know, though. I, and I liked even Stevens, but I don't know that I'd like it now. So, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. It is a little hard to answer this question based yeah. on the fact that I haven't watched them in so long. Yeah. And it's well, like, it makes me feel like a kid again to watch them, which is an awesome feeling. <laughs> yeah. And well, two things that, uh, that we talked about last week though, with Liz McGuire were that there were two like pretty big, interesting episodes. One was the, her shopping for her first bra episode, which is kind yeah. of an interesting big deal. I would like to see something like that on Girl Meets World because mm-hmm. They talked about puberty, and they had a health class and things like that, and talked about sex and Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and just the general idea of growing up and going through your adolescence in that awkward time period, and we yeah. saw that from a boy's perspective. Yeah. So now I want to see things like that from a girl's perspective for the young female viewers. You know, I want to see Riley, t- like, we saw the makeup thing a bit, but yeah. I want to see her talk about getting her first bra, like, getting her period, you know, yeah. like, different things with puberty. I was going to say, the period thing you, like, never see. Exactly. Which makes no sense and makes it demonized. Ex- like. Yes, exactly. Like, this is something that happens to girls starting between ages, like, 9 and, like, 15. 
Yeah. And so, and it happens to every girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even and, like it's a dark issue that nobody deals with. Like, it's like, this yeah, is a thing that happens like, to every single girl. tampons are everywhere, man. <laughs> like, everywhere. <laughs> so you don't want to think it's just something that adults have to talk to you about. Because when you're younger, you don't really talk to your female friends because you don't know if, like, A, they got it. E- like, everyone always t- tries to tell you it's gross, you know. So it kind of seems like something that, but like if you see like you know your favorite thirteen-year-old actress also dealing with it, and like mm. she gets her period too, and like you know she deals with, she needs to get her first bra too. She like, yeah. w- like what's a training bra? <laughs> how do I prepare? Well, like I feel like that's how I, I'm pretty sure Lizzie McGuire is how I found out that training bras exist. Uh, and, yeah. and as a guy, I actually think that seeing a show that talked about periods would be really helpful and good for guys to be able because I feel like guys freak out about it so much because they don't know much about it and it feels so weird and foreign and hidden and that so... reminds me of when I was younger and like had my period like it wasn't the, mm-hmm. my very first time but it was like still early on and yeah. I called my mom and I was like mom I have I'm at the mall and I have cramps and I don't feel good can you please come get me my dad broke the speed limit and went through a red light Aww. to come get me because he thought I was gonna like die <laughs> And my mom's like, you know, it's really okay. She can handle it. She's like with her friends. Oh they got her ice cream. Oh my god. <laughs> she's like, she's oh, she's okay. We don't need to like kill someone <laughs> on. The- <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, when you say it's like weird and foreign and they don't know what to do, yeah. I really know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. I would well, love to see an episode so, with Corey doing that. So, girl meets period. This is what we're, we're pushing for. Hashtag girl meets period, guys. Oh, come on. You cannot say that it wouldn't be a great episode <laughs> to some be degree. Because, really. Because <laughs> I was like, Mom, don't tell Dad. And she was like, like when it first happened. And yeah. she was like, well, I have to tell your dad because if this ever happens while you're out with him or and like uh, he doesn't yeah. know what's going on, he's like, yeah. he's going to think you're dying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. Yes. Uh, but getting back to Liz McGuire for one <laughs> The other thing that I really liked about Liz McGuire that st- stood out to me was the episode where she had her first kiss, specifically mm-hmm. because it was with a character that showed up just for that one episode. It wasn't, like, the, the heartthrob that she'd been waiting for, and he broke her heart. And that was just, like, a really, like, nonchalant, realistic, grown-up way to deal with it, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the episode in forever, but... Yeah, and also, touching on the fact that, like, he, he broke her heart. Mm-hmm. They didn't then use that episode as an opportunity for Gordo, the male best friend of the show, Mm. to be like, oh, like, to show her, like, oh, I'm such a great guy, and, like, jerks like this are why you should be with me. Mm. It ended with Gordo supporting her, and her saying, like, you're such a great friend, thank you for being there for me. And they still had their friendship. Yeah. And so they didn't use that as an opportunity in the show to, like, turn things around. That would never happen now, ever. <laughs> you can't that. have <laughs> friends of the opposite sex. Well, no, I mean, just, well, I mean, well, okay, it's funny to say because obviously of how that show turned out. But yeah. I would say, like, you would never have a moment like that without becoming a shipping moment to that right. degree. Um, but exactly. I also, one thing we talked about last week, which I, was a kind of a realization for me, was that a lot of these old shows weren't, like, traditional sitcoms. They were, fir- they were single-camera shows mm-hmm. where, that had much more interesting cinematography, much more interesting lighting, and it wasn't just, these are the sets, we're going to look at these sets. And I think it's interesting that Disney has, so, has become so much about the staged, the, you know... And we talked about this even since the pilot episode of Grumbly's World, how everything is so plastic. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, that's just an interesting thing to compare if you're comparing the old shows. I mean, we've also never seen them outside in Girl Meets World. Yeah, you said that the other day, and I was like, I can't think if you're wrong, but I'm pretty sure you're not wrong. No, we've only, uh, we've seen them in school, the apartment. The closest we've gone to outside is the subway. Yeah. And that's when you see a shot of the outside. But you've yeah. never, we've never seen the actual main characters outside. You've seen well, shots so what of are, outside. Yeah, okay, okay, so, like, the thing is, Boy Meets World, we, like, almost, we quite often got outside because we had the fence. And like right. that, you know, that was like the one place they went mainly. I mean, what else? Did we other than the fence, we got like the outside the library when they had the picnic with Sean and mm-hmm. Dana. It, it yeah. wasn't super we, often, but yeah, we've seen the outside of Chubby's a few times when Corey and Topanga went to the park. When yeah. Corey and Devil Woman Lauren went out to the park, <laughs> um. <laughs> we had like uh, we had Sean and Corey walking down streets, at, like especially like the Mafia episode, or when they like peed that. on a cop car. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So, I mean, I, other other than the ba- other than the fence, I can't think of a lot of things in season one. Um, so I'm not, know, I'm not as brushed up on season one as you are because yeah. you marathoned yeah. <laughs> season one <laughs> fairly recently. So, yeah, you're probably right about that. But yeah. definitely in season three, they went outside a lot. Can't yeah. remember too much about season one and two. We had but... Disney episode for one thing. Yeah, I, that was the first thing I said. They went to Disney. Oh, I didn't even hear you say that. <laughs> Yes, I'm so good at podcasting. Um, I mean, maybe if we listen back, maybe I didn't yes. say it, but I'm, I, I definitely thought about it. <laughs> All right, do you want? Can we move on to Looney Tunes' last question? Sure. All right. Um, so Looney Tune goes. We know that they're bringing back Angela, but do people really have nostalgia for her? I mean, the kids walking don't even know her. So basically what they're saying is, you know, the kids won't get anything out of it, really, and yeah. do the people, does the, do the fans of Boy Meets World get anything out of it? It's, I think it, the mileage varies on that greatly. Uh, like Yeah, the we, fandoms, the Boy Meets World fandoms really divided on Angela. Yeah. I'm, I personally am in relatively indifferent on Angela's existence. Yeah. And so her coming to Girl Meets World doesn't really feel like it adds anything to me because I feel yeah. like the Sean and Angela storyline was wrapped up in Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Now we're just reopening it. Why? Yeah. That's This is for the Angela fans and I don't really think there's enough Angela fans for it to be worth it to distract from Girl Meets World. I'm of the opinion that like I don't have nostalgia for her but I also don't. I don't hate her. I think she had her moments. Yeah, um, no, I don't hate Angela. Yeah. I think it's possible for her to be interesting on this new show, but I'm not exactly excited about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm more just like, wait and see. We'll see how it goes. But this kind of connects to some other tweets we were getting. Cause, so we got some tweets from at Queen of Ryder. And mm-hmm. uh, she said, what do you guys think about Ryder becoming semi-regular on the show? Because apparently the writers have been saying, you know, he's going to be a lot more in season two. He's going to be a semi-regular. And that also connects to at V Lone Wolf V's tweet that says related to the writer tweet. While it's great for old schoolers, do you think that that's too much? Um, will the old cast be distracting? So, so yeah, I just touched on that a little bit. That I do think yeah. Angela is definitely distracting because they're going for this weird, like it's not going to be a love triangle, but I feel yeah. they they need Sean to wrap up his old love before they can move on to Katie. Mm-hmm. I think that's stupid for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One, uh, so in Master Plan, I really liked Master Plan, mostly because it was hilarious. Yeah. And so, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not opposed to Sean and Katie, like, ex- being explored. 
I don't really want it to be the end game. I just really, I just want Sean to be in a position where he can still be with Maya. Because mm-hmm. I loved their chemistry. Yeah. And I love Sean. I think Ryder Strong still, like, still has it. And yeah, definitely. So well, he he's a great addition. So I don't think that, I think that would make the Corey and Topanga scenes more interesting. And he has great chemistry with the girls. So I think he, he adds to the thing, to the show. Yeah, as far as him specifically, we'll get to the other people in a second, but as far yeah. as him specifically being a regular, I think that um, it's a little bit scary for me, just because it's taking more time away from the main characters, you know, the girls. Yeah. Um, but in some ways, him being on more often could be a good thing, because it means that whenever he's on, it doesn't have to be a Sean episode. It, he can be more of a background character. Right. Because like, I think that if he's going to become semi-regular, he has to become more like Mr. Turner or somewhere where he's not, like, the focus necessarily, but he's a yeah. supporting role. And I think that can work. I, I guess if he's going to end up needing his own storyline every time he shows up and, you know, it, we already have Topanga not getting enough time. So yes, the more you bring in all these true. other people, you know, and you still have to have your Augie plots and you still have to have your Farkle plots. And when is Lucas going to actually get development? And uh, it's just... Will Lucas ever have a personality? <laughs> Tune in next week and probably not find out. (laughs) I I think that it is scary, but also exciting, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. Whether I'm apprehensive... Because, well, just because, because next season sounds like crazy Boy Meets World season with Morgans and Eric's and yes, all that Morgans. <laughs> we're going to go to Philadelphia, so yeah. we're going to see Amy, Allen, Joshua, Mister Feeney, Eric, yeah. um, maybe the Morgans. Yeah, which we'll, we have a question Sean. specific about them, so we can come back to them. But yeah, but yeah, it's so, a lot. It's definitely exciting, but I definitely like. I love Rowan, and well, I love Riley and. Uh, Maya enough that I don't want all the attention taken away from them. Yeah. So that's important to me. And just, you know, I do think a lot of the other supporting people like Farkle and Lucas and Augie do need a little bit more like actual time for them to grow. And if you're giving it to these old people, that does kind of hurt things. But we'll see. Yeah, because, you know, I do, I love the idea of seeing the old Boy Meets World cast, but at the same time, you need to find a balance. You can't just be like, it can't just be Boy Meets World slash Girl Meets World. It needs to be Girl yeah. Meets World at its core. She needs to take control of her world. It's her world now. It is. Yeah. World, world, world. Uh. <laughs> is this the pilot? <laughs> yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to read this next tweet. We have so many tweets. Thank you guys so much. So this I love next you one is. All. <laughs> this next one, I think, is from M. Rob Lee fourteen. I think that's how you spell. And I wasn't sure if it was like Mister. I think it must be M. Rob Lee. But May is the name here, so are they Rob? I don't know. Anyway, May says maybe it's May Rob. Maybe that's me. oh that make. But then what's with the Lee? Is Rob their middle name? Rob Lee. Maybe okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> May. <laughs> Uh, May basically just asked, do you think it's a good idea to have you know, to add more female main cast members as things go, go on? Do we want more regular new characters coming in? Wait, can you say that again? Basically, uh, she's just asking, do we want more new char- new ongoing characters to come into the show? So the way that we had Angela come in or Rachel come in or, you know, Jack. like that. And she's specifically asking about female ones. Um, okay. I don't know... Would you want female ones or male ones if we had... I definitely want more, probably season three or four. I don't know if I need them now. 
Yeah, um, definitely not yet. Like, in Boy Meets yeah. World, they were gradually peppered in. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have to be a while for me to, like, really yeah. accept that, because like you just said, we we already don't want too much focus on the Boy Meets World episodes so the Girl yeah. Meets World characters can grow. We don't... Yeah. Same thing for new Girl Meets World characters. We don't want to yeah. lose focus on the development of our the characters we've already been given, because instead of... Because season one was primarily Corey and Sean. See, yeah. Then season two, we had the three-person dynamic. Mm. So, we didn't have the four-person dynamic until season five. Yeah. Right what now, actually... we already have the four-person dynamic, yeah. and we need to deal with that. <laughs> what I actually personally... I, I don't need any new, like, major cast members, but I would like a lot more of side one- or two-time players. Yeah. That, uh, I, because I basically what I want is the someone goes on a date for one or two episodes and is with this wacky person and they provide mm-hmm. new comedy and you know but we had Boris Worlds which yeah we definitely really well. need they definitely do need to start dating next season mm-hmm. I mean they didn't date in season one I think of Boy Meets World? Yeah, I mean, they had the yeah. first date with Corey yeah, it was, and it was, Yeah, it was just at the very end, and it wasn't even really a date. Like, no one was kissing or anything. It yeah, was really it was, season two. That that was when they were throwing socks in the laundry, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that I, episode, though. <laughs> I know. I, actually, that that's one of my favorite episodes of all time, if not mm. my favorite. So, okay, I think that's, the, that's it for the new tweets from today, so I'll scroll down to the stuff from back in the day. From the podcast of No Return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. All right. So we have some from at Dustin underscore Cody. Since we know they're bringing both Morgans back, how do you think they'll, that will work? I think they'll make a joke about the second. Morgan looks a lot different than the first and say, wow, you look different than the last time we saw you. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> First of all, do we know they're bringing both Morgans back? I believe Michael Jacobs has opened the door to both of them. Meaning, because Michael Jacobs made a comment before in an interview that Mm -hmm. any Boy Meets World character who would like to be in Girl Meets World, he would try and find a place for them. Or no, he he would find a place for them. That's a really lofty promise. (laughs) Well, okay. Michael Jacobs, I kind of wish that you thought about that a little more before you went public with it. Um, So, the writers, they haven't, like, officially been like, yes, she's officially in season two on this episode and blah, blah, blah. But they've said it enough on their writer treats that, oh, more we'll see Morgan soon and it's going to be both of them. That, like, as even though they are sort of liar-y, and even though they are sort of, like, you know, just teasing things, I think they can't go back on it now because people are excited about it. So I think it's going to happen, and it is going to be both of them. Now, we talked a lot last time about how this could work. Um, the first thing is just, like, I think that you could have both of them and switch back and forth, but if you were going to do that, it would only be, like, one episode. You can't sustain yeah. that for multiple times. Maybe two if they were back-to-back episodes. Yeah, like, it'd almost be... I mean, it's it's funny. This has like this has happened in other TV shows, like older sitcoms and stuff, where you like would switch back and forth every time you had the person. And mm-hmm. I just think it, it becomes weird because it's like, oh no, it's this Morgan. I like the other one better, and like that's awkward. Um, <laughs> um, could you give an example of an older sitcom that happened? I'm trying to. I feel like I've heard people talking about that it might have happened in later seasons of Roseanne or something. I definitely heard someone talking about this recently. That like it just sitcoms in their later years where they just like ended up the characters switched and then they just didn't care who they had. Um, okay. Yeah. It's so it's it's happened. It's never exactly been <clears throat> a good thing. Um, as much as just like whatever, we don't care. 
Uh, but Aren't we wacky? <laughs> yeah, so one thing I brought up last time <laughs> was the idea of, well, what if one of the Morgans was on the show, but she wasn't playing Morgan? Like, so you had one of them is definitely Morgan, and the other one comes back and is on Gormley's world, but she's playing someone else. To which my um, answer was they could be a <laughs> lesbian couple. <laughs> and we're like, this is the weirdest thing ever. It's so weird, it would work perfectly. <laughs> we They should do it. Well, because she can't date anyone. She, she couldn't date Eric. That'd be yeah. grosser. She could date herself. Would it be? I, I think I we think should have a poll. <laughs> please, okay, please let us know. Do you think it would be weirder if someone who used to play his sister suddenly played his wife? Or would it be weirder if two people who played the same character played a couple? I'm I, sure about, I think the second one would be weirder. But, but why? One is incest, one isn't. One is self cess <laughs> Uh, this all just comes back to me being like I have to ship Liv and Maddie who are the same person (laughs) wait aren't they sisters they're twin sisters played by one person and you ship them not really but if you did that would be really awesome and weird (laughs) that is so confusing (laughs) so this this episode isn't for the kitties I feel like Okay, if we want that weird place, let's let's try it back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on board with the two Morgans being a couple. Alright, so beyond that possibility, <laughs> what would you actually like to see from Morgan as a character? I would I think it'd be interesting if like maybe she didn't have kids and she let Riley do things that she thought was acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into drama for Corey. Yeah. Or, like, she had some some kind of, like, I want to say, like, issue, but I don't want to say, like, she's addicted to crack. Oh, um, God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. She's addicted to love. So she's a sex addict? <laughs> That's it. With herself. Man, this is definitely not one for the kitties. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Don't leave crack addict in this. What? I, what? I How should I know what to leave in? If you say it, I'm leaving it. No! <laughs> too late oh my uh, god <laughs> all right i so, said that thinking this would that wouldn't make it in the podcast well that was silly so uh, you, you basically you're saying she's just like a troubled person who you know on the I, wrong side of the tracks now yeah um, i feel like if they did it in the right way because like that first of all that'd be a different dynamic for like the troubled yeah. person for, so mm. far they always make that person like someone out of poverty missing a parent everything yeah. I mean Morgan had a great life she had both her parents she was in a good middle class family her brothers mm. loved her she had the go to mentor yeah. right next door so she's not the stereotypical person um, I think it would be sort of interesting also I don't know how they do it but if they could give her money issues could kind of show the opposite effect of like people who started out like with with in a good spot and then ended up in poverty could be sort of a different take on that yeah i i just feel like because when Corey and topanga started out his parents didn't really want to help him with anything because he was like you made the decision to get married now you have to figure out life yeah what if he was a gambling addict that's like the closest thing they could do that isn't actually like as obviously dark as other things i don't think they'd do it but (laughs) that could be interesting yeah Alright, are we ready to move on? From gambling addiction and crack addicts. We've gone to some weird places, guys. <laughs> this is all I just apologize. Morgan. <laughs> this is all, it's I, Morgan's fault. This is why Morgan shouldn't come back. She'll just ruin our podcast. 
Well, okay, actually, one thing I... One, one, like, actually smart thing I said last time that I should bring up instead of this craziness <laughs> was that I was talking about um, how... It was really hard to know what she'll be because she really wasn't a character on Boy Meets World. She was always just who her age range was. This is true. Like, she was, like, either the little cute kid or the, you know, bratty teen... And those are just kind of the stereotypes of that age range, so we don't yeah, really know Yeah, she didn't have is. major development. There was never yeah. really a Morgan episode. There was like, oh, how yeah. does the issue of Morgan as a little sister existing affect mm-hmm. this character, or as a daughter affecting this character? Uh, She's no- a failed singer. That's, what, that's how she ends up in poverty. And she <laughs> ends up working at, like, some sad singing diner. And it's sad. I mean, and she works with Katie. <laughs> and they have a lesbian relationship. <laughs> this is just all so weird. Yes. Uh, all right. I mean, it'd be co- it could be okay if she was, like, a jazz singer in a club. That could be interesting. Yeah, I'd be on board for that. And then, like, yeah, I feel like they'd probably end up using the same set they did for 1961. Yes, you're probably right. <laughs> if they went Which down that Which, that was a nice set. I'd be okay saying it again. Yeah, and, and that was a Ryder Strong directed episode. Actually, I'm pretty sure the finale, the first date, is also Ryder Strong, so that could be cool. Ooh, interesting. I'm always excited for that. Yes. Alright, shall we get to the emails? Okie dokie. This is your area of expertise. (laughs) Is it now? Yes. Alright, so these are all sort of aimed at Farkle's choice. Um, and we just want to say thank you, people, for sending these nice, thoughtful responses. As po- we thought we were going to get a lot of hate mail after we hated Farkle's Choice so much. Oh, um, I was, like, <laughs> me of all people who hates the hate mail. I was so ready to get hate mail from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, because that makes me feel better. Because, like, I was, I was pretty damn harsh. <laughs> all right. And we also went through these emails last time, so if we're not as witty as we could be, I I'm apologize. S- I'm so sorry. Blame Dan. <laughs> Because yeah, Dan was the one who was supposed to be watching the time. <laughs> I apologize. Anyways. So, this first email is from Erica. And Erica says, I feel like Riley ending up with Lucas would be too predictable. If Farkle were to change just a little, then maybe it wouldn't be bad to have him and Riley to end up together. I feel like Sean and Angela are over, but I'm not saying I want Sean with Katie. I don't want the show to pull a Degrassi move and realize who the fans want together, adding things to sh- for shock value and throwing it into a couple's relationship to mess with the fans. It's okay to date a guy who depends on the girl as a way of dealing with his mental health issue, not a message to send to 12 to 18 year old girls. Even worse, representing it as a healthy relationship. Yes, I'm looking at you, Miles and Maya. However, I imagine that the unhealthy relationship representation would be less noticeable in Girl Meets World, but it could give messages just as bad, just like the one in Farkle's Choice. So there's a lot going on here. Um, yes. <laughs> definitely agree that Riley ending up with Lucas would be too predictable, because especially since they're going on a date next week. <laughs> um, Alright, so well, first I just want to point out um, thank you for your long-winded Degrassi thing, but we have no comments on that because we haven't seen it. But yeah, it sounds like we'd agree with you. I'm sorry, uh, I missed Degrassi. <laughs> yes, I I actually kind of regret never seeing that show. Damn, but, let's um, have a Degrassi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Um, yeah, as far as the, the predictability of it, I think it's like would also be kind of funny if they ended up together because I feel like they're they've already had a bunch of meta moments, even in Girl Meets World, where they point out how like unbelievable Corey and Topanga are. So if they just did it again. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 
like, at that point, it gets really formulaic and, like, a weird formula. Like, we're going to have these two people, and they're going to meet each other, and they're never going to leave each other. Ever. <laughs> and they're going to end up together forever. Like, that's not really... That's, like, not a lot of TV shows do that. I, um... As, I, I mean, I, I brought up the Farkle-Rowan... The Farkle... Farkle-Riley idea, even in our pilot episode of the podcast, and... I still, for me, as much as I think they haven't handled Farkle that well, I, I'm all my issues are with the way the writers have portrayed the situation. I don't think that I, I don't have any like anger towards him as a character because I think that he doesn't really know any better and that I have he needs anger. to be taught. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that for me that he hasn't crossed a uh, line so far that he can't be taught that he's wrong and grow out of it and grow to a new spot. I'd be okay with like season five. He ends up with Riley. Basically, just saying that Farkle will learn his lesson. I, I don't know. I just I have such a hard time with accepting people saying Farkle doesn't know any better because mm-hmm. that makes what he's doing okay. It's an excuse for like his really unhealthy behavior towards the girls. And I just I don't want anyone to like because uh, later on in the email Erica says that the unhealthy relationship representation would be less noticeable in Girl Meets World. Totally agree mm-hmm. with that, considering that like, people are buttering it up with comedy as by making it so like over the top, like with yeah. the, with his kiss, or like yeah. he's in love with both of them and goes back mm-hmm. and forth, and like you know like making him like this weird genius, yeah, and making, trying to make it all these like things that are a little outlandish, so that people think that these behaviors okay. And well, okay, them so. For it. Just, just to clarify from my point of view, is I'm not saying it's okay for the writers to write him not knowing any better. I'm just saying that I feel like the character, as the character, I'm not mad at. I'm mad at the way he's being written and the fact that he's not learning the lesson. Yes. I okay, think that I there are plenty of people that are that age that would do things like this and not realize that they're going too far and that I wouldn't be like, Because they get to person. see things on TV like this. Because all the representation that people will get at this age, they're like, oh, well, it's okay. Because this this character that I saw on TV didn't get reprimanded, so it must be okay. And you see things like that a lot in middle school. Yeah. Well, it's like when you when your uh, you know description of romance is Edward Cullen who (laughs) sneaks into her bedroom and watches her sleep, and And no one regulates like who she sees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it's screwed up. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, you buttered up with, like, Sparkles and Vampires, or, like... or Sparkles with, and Vampires is my new band name. <laughs> or, like, cover it up with, like, comedy, and, oh, he's been fr- we've been friends forever, so it's okay in Girl Meets World. Yeah, mm. all this unhealthy relationship re- representation, all this unhealthy behavior towards the girls from Farkle gets covered up. And, yeah. and then people think that, like, that people who do have a problem with it are blowing it up because they're like oh they're just kids that's when you learn this stuff when you're a kid you learn how to talk to like yes you learn how to talk to girls but girls and guys better when you're older and things like that and then like yeah you go out on dates more when you're older but you learn how to treat people starting at a young age Uh, that's Mm. when you're a sponge basically and you're taking in all this information and so when you learn that information at an early age that it's okay to do that and it doesn't have any consequences that's the problem and girl meets world writers are really irresponsible for writing it this way and not showing it that it has a consequence 
think about if you're you're a kid, right? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying kids just automatically do whatever they see. But say, say you're a guy and you're around this age and you see Farkle acting this way. And you do similar things to what he says. And then the girl you do it to sort of reacts somewhat like Maya and is like, no, and makes fun of you. Or, you know, says some sort of snarky comment back. Then you think, oh, that means he doesn't actually mind it. Like, yeah. she's just joking. It's not, she's not actually saying no. She's just being snarky. That's yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> but before we go too far on this well, I feel like we should read the second. Because I think it touches a bit stuff. on that. Yeah. Okay. This next email is from uh, Chris Witch. I felt compelled to write in because I was surprised by yours and others' reactions to Girl Meets Sparkle's choice. Not only did I really enjoy this episode, but I thought it was possibly the best episode so far. While I agree with some of your criticisms and problematic character and plot choices, I really enjoyed this episode for one big reason. It happened to be funny compared to a lot of the other episodes of this show. I looked at Girl Meets World as a sitcom first and foremost, so good jokes go a long way in my book. Example, the opening with Riley being too nervous to speak correctly while doing the live broadcast. I love the juxtaposition of Riley messing up in such a ridiculous manner while remaining outwardly confident. Uh, Rowan's performance was spot on. Some have criticized the episode for being aired out of order, but I wouldn't have even noticed that were it not for the smackle discontinuity. I wonder if people read too much into production order when they are looking at when they are looking for a reason they didn't like an episode. As far as the episode's portrayal of gender, I don't think I gave that much thought while watching the episode. It sadly doesn't seem that unusual for this show. Farkle has acted more creepy towards the girls in the past, so I felt like he was appreciating them as friends more than some entitled nice guy or stalker in this episode. They are friends, after all, so it's not crazy for him to think that they would want to go with him to the awards. Yes, he has crushes on them, but I get the feeling he cares more about their friendship than his romantic feelings. That is what he focuses on when he's being serious, anyways. I think he is self-aware and plays up his crushes for comical purposes. Also, you said Farkle didn't really learn anything, but he did learn that it's wrong to turn his friends against each other just to stroke his own ego. But maybe I'm able to make excuses for the plot because I like the jokes. To me, that is the more important thing. For reference, I did not like Girl Meets Master Plan very much, and that was because it just wasn't that funny to me. I'm not going to care much about who Sean or anyone else ends up with if I'm not going to laugh along the way. I ship good comedy writing. Let's make sure this show is funny before we worry about the finer plot details. So much to unpack. (laughs) Thank you for that email. I feel like I had really good responses last time. I have no idea what I'm going to say this time. But... All right. Um, I think we should start off just by getting the comedy part of out of of the way, because we clearly just have different comedic tastes than him, because he didn't like Master Plan, and we thought that was one of the funnier episodes. Yeah, that was, was like, one of my favorite episodes, and especially for the comedy. Also... That's subjective, you know... If but to each your own. Yeah. And also saying that you view it as sitcom first, I kind of get that. However, you have to take a lot of things into consideration when you're saying that. A Girl Meets World tries to teach a lesson to young children every episode, and it is yeah. clearly labeled as a lesson. Yeah. Um, and B the t- the tying into that the target audience. You need to make sure that you're giving good messages to kids, and that doesn't mean like after-school special, like, this is what you do, kids. You need to make sure you're not also telling them, like, it's okay for these things to happen in subtle ways. And yes, I understand that you want to make sure that the show itself is produced well, both in its comedy writing and other ways, but shoving that off as a finer plot detail to me is irresponsible when it's going Mm -hmm. to be aired on the Disney Channel and 
targeted and produce itself as a show to t- learn about life from. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, going off that kind of, I agree. Maybe like, oh, like who see people, who people end up with, or character development, or whatever it's drama can that can be secondary to comedy when you're building up the comedy first. But I do think that that the very first thing that you should pay attention to is make sure you're not sending bad negative lessons out. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not to focus on the positive lessons yet, but you have to at least be neutral. <laughs> That's that's the main thing, in my opinion, yeah. is start with that, then add the comedy on there, then add on the really good lessons, then add the drama, you know, all that stuff. But I just make sure you're not sending out negative things into the world. And I, I don't think that they're like, I, I don't think, I, I hope we're not trying to come off like we're saying they're doing awful, terrible, terrible <laughs> things. But because we don't like, I mean, I think that, you know, they're not terrible. I just think this particular episode and Fark- a lot of Farkle's characterization mm-hmm. has been problematic, mm-hmm. which I mean, all, most shows are problematic. Let's put that out there first. Yeah. <laughs> um, most shows, even ones that are like aimed at being positive have some problematic parts to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that. there's that. As far as, like, okay, Farkle learned a lesson, Farkle treats them like, like friends. I do agree that, like, it makes sense that they're his friends and that they, mm. they, it makes sense that he might ask them. But, okay, like, say, like, you're my friend and I'd like you to go on this thing with me. I don't go, yeah, I you have- know what? You're going to come to this with me, blah, blah, blah. I go, hey, will you come to this? It mean, mean a lot to me. Like, I want to see you. I, mean, I want someone there when I might lose. Like- yeah, exactly. Representation is important. Like, I have this big thing coming up and it means a lot to me and you two are really important to me. Could, would, would either of you mind coming with me for this night? And uh, knowing Riley, if he presents it in that way, she would have jumped at the chance. Because yeah. if if Farkle said that I need a friend to support me, but yeah. instead Farkle said like one of you gets to be so lucky enough to be with me for the night, and whoever loses gets to play this weird board game I've created where you cry about not being with me because I am so important, and that's how he doesn't need someone to stroke his ego because he inflates it for himself to such a ridiculous degree all the time. Yeah, well, and the thing is, okay, so like that's kind of a sep- almost a separate thing because it's just like, like it's negative because he's being arrogant. But I also think that him being so outwardly having a crush on them all the time makes it into a date because it is a fancy event. He can only take one of them. He's finally choosing between them. Mm-hmm. Like, that clearly has date implications. He buys them food at the subway. He ha- shows them his romantic things about how, how close he was with them. It's clearly romantic implications are implied here. and yes. Maybe they don't go super into it because it's the first season of Disney Channel show. But it, so he learns that he shouldn't pit them against each other. He doesn't learn that he shouldn't assume things, that he shouldn't keep going after them after they say no. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then he's just painted I as mean, the victim because he feels bad. Yeah. yeah, Sparkle, Riley and Maya were the ones who were at fault in this episode. And that is yeah. what's ridiculous to me. Yeah, because they took it too far <laughs> and made him feel bad. He ended up having to go alone and... So and they and they and especially because the main lesson of the episode is the Canada thing, which is that sometimes you know something is right there and you don't appreciate it, and you should appreciate people who stalk you. Yes, they and, say in the episode, "Let's never settle for someone less than Farkle." Why? Yeah. Why? What has he like actually done for well, them? Well, he he saved the skateboard from when uh, Maya got hurt, so. That's pretty great. Uh, you're right. I forgot about <laughs> how I totally wish that someone would save 
a memento from one of the more traumatic times in my life. This is the first time I saw you bleed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because the thing is, yeah, it wasn't like an emotional cry. It was like a physical pain, like, I'm so hurt, I'm crying. Yeah, it's not not like he came to him and was like, my dad left the family, and I'm going to cry to you and come to you. And he saved the tissues or something, which that would be creepy too. But <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> but you know, like if it was something, some memento from something like that, that would totally be like a shipping cool, you know, nice moment. I actually thought the moment with Riley was good. It showed that he knew her. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just the freaking Maya thing is the weirdest thing ever in existence. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I just. So I don't know. I find it problematic because. They didn't learn manipulating others for your own ends, and therefore making them feel bad about it afterwards uh, yeah. is problematic. And you, I mean, let's see, what's his name, Chris? Which you even said, but maybe I'm able to make excuses for the plot because I liked the jokes. That yeah. was the problem with what I said in relation to our yeah. earlier email: is that if you paint something well enough uh, as for laughs, if you put like a laugh soundtrack in the background yeah. and like make something seem fairly awkward then yeah. it totally tries to melt away to the general masses of this is yeah. bad. This well, is not what it's like um like in one of my feminism and film classes that I took, we watched uh, one of the Charlie's Angels movies which is painted as like a comedic over the top satire. So therefore people were like, "Oh, you can't say anything negative about the gender representation because it's a comedy and it's played over the top on purpose." But that doesn't change the fact that they're doing all these problematic things and just trying to hide it behind comedy. And I don't know. It's just, I, I hope we're not being overly mean and snarky. I feel like we're a little bit more intense this episode than usual. <laughs> but, um, more but, yeah. more than Farkle's choice? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, well, okay, so actually, I think the last thing I want to say about this email is just, uh, he talked about the uh, the order choice and how the episodes were ordered and, like, were we reading too much into it because we knew about the production order. I, I do think, like, continuity-wise, it wasn't terrible, and maybe, I, I feel like maybe I read a little bit too much into it, but at the same time, I think the main thing for me is just that I, I feel like we had moved away from Farkle choosing between the two of them, mostly, yeah. and that it wasn't so in the foreground, and that he'd already, like in sneak attack been like oh i all i care about is your happiness and like he hadn't been doing this and it felt like this could have been episode three yeah in that in that respect also lucas wasn't even there which threw yeah. it off a bit and yeah um, it's like the episode before first date she's like thinking about going on a date with lucas i mean with uh farkle <laughs> that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah, and so it's just, it is very odd, and also, it, I don't know, for me, it just felt like a whole different universe, if you're, if, like, if you're choosing to air it at that point in the show. Like you said, if it yeah. had been aired earlier, I would have been like, oh, alright, here we go, Farkle. Um, <laughs> here we go. Because if you don't see that episode, I really think mm. that you gain something. Um, <laughs> you definitely don't lose something, as far as yeah. continuity. Nothing really developed. If anything, ev- the only like, way if anything, everyone anything. was drawn down from that episode. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Actually, we're about to get to a comment where someone said that it like made him dislike the cast, which I don't. I'm not going that far. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think the only way that this could ever be important to continuity is if Ava's mom came back, which I hope she doesn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I think we should read this this comment though. All right. So this comment is from Anthony, and Anthony says, "Hi, Kagawi." Hello, Anthony. Hi. 
I completely agree with you guys that this was easily the worst episode of the series so far. The writing was lacking and really pushed them out of their character to suit the needs of the plot. When that happens, it is always a fail. You pretty much covered the details, but I want to address your comments regarding Farkle. I know you guys have had an issue with Farkle and the way his crush on the girls has been portrayed. I will completely agree that in this episode it was terrible. Because it indulged in every complaint that you have made over the course of the show in regards to his character. That is really impressive because I have made so (laughs) many complaints. So, but outside of this episode, I have quite enjoyed his antics. I was questioning it a bit first, but really the core of the relationship is that they have been friends for years. Everything he has done that has been over the top has been grounded in that relationship. So, while on the surface I understand the gender issue complaints that could be drawn from his obsession with them, I think it works for the characters. Even with the kiss and the watch, I don't feel it has crossed a line where it is completely unacceptable. I actually hope that in the future they deal with it in an interesting way as the girls begin to date. Since they aren't at a dating maturity yet, I feel like Farkle's crush is fairly innocent. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, agreed, it was terrible. I did personally love the radio show they were doing, but really only because each section was so short. It was quick, hilarious, with Riley's problems speaking, and then it was out. And then, while I found that the Ava's Mama Topanga dynamic interesting, it was played for quick, non-existent laughs instead of (laughs) using it to mine real comedy. So yeah, just a dull episode all around actually made me dislike the cast, which is never a good thing, especially because I feel like the show has been fairly strong. Thanks for the podcast. Okay. So much. We've covered a lot of this. Yes, Um, this is true. So, just as Dan said, it definitely didn't make me dislike the cast because the cast has to work with what's written for them. Yeah. Past that. So something that I definitely want to address is that you said since they aren't at a dating maturity yet, I feel like Farkle's crush is fairly innocent. So they are at a dating maturity. They're going on a date next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of out the window. So Well, I don't know if that's dating maturity. That's still the beginning, but I get where you're going. Yeah, well, I mean, I view the words dating maturity, like you aren't at dating maturity yet means that you're not ready mm-hmm. to date. And so you're not in an aged date. So I I definitely, I I disagree with that just because, well, A, in their universe, they are dating maturity because they're about to start Mm -hmm. dating. (sighs) So Farkle having a crush is innocent. Having feelings Mm -hmm. towards Riley, even Riley and Maya, that is innocent. Going to the lengths that he has gone to doesn't read as innocent yeah. to me. It reads as crossing a line and invading their per- invading their personal space all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and just not respecting who they are as people first. If that's your friend, then treat them as your friend. I actually was th- looking over this email again. I-, I think that it would help, actually, if we got a flashback episode to their meeting of him. I really... Yeah. It took a long time for them to clarify the relationship for me. Because do you remember, like, the first few episodes of the show? You guys were like, I don't even think Farkle's actually their friend. Like, yeah. Well, like... first of all, I didn't know if he was their friend. I definitely didn't think that they'd known him for years. Yeah. I think it would help if, like, we know how they became friends, why they like him. Like, I, I thought I, I he was I just still... the annoying kid that sat behind them. Yeah. At first, it did seem like that. I mean, and I guess we're supposed to think... I feel like they're supposed to already know why they like him, because he's at his core, he's a good guy, and he'll be there for you when you need him, and blah, but, like... But how did they get to that realization? Because, like, yeah. at first, you'd totally be just like... Because, honestly, if you met someone like this in real life, you would not put up with them. Yeah, it does you not feel You would complain about earned. them, you'd make fun of them. 
their respect and acceptance of Farkle and the things that he does to them and around them does not feel earned yet. For them to say, let's never settle for anyone less than Farkle, I need to know why. Because honestly, I have not seen anything in Girl Meets World to say Farkle is the ideal man. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, even even though there are like definitely instances where he's like being a good guy or whatever, like, you know, how he, like, I thought he thought the episode where he like held on to the drawing. Uh, that, yes, that that's a much like sweeter good. than the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, I like that was like tied to something important, a core about her character. I thought that was nice. Him helping with sneak attack was nice. Like there are definitely moments, but there are just as many moments of him being arrogant, him being controlling, if him, not more. You know, yeah. So like, there's nothing to show me that like at his core he's this great dude. And I think that they they actually put some seeds in for some sort of like. I, I, something that would happen like a heavy, heavier drama or soap opera show when when you had Minkus come in and uh, sort of seeing that maybe this is all because of his father because actually kind of an interesting thing that I feel like they won't really deal with like it doesn't excuse him but it could may- lead another dimension to it that would be interesting like, yes because uh, I mean for one thing we're told Farkle has a mom mm-hmm. so is his mom still alive? Or is Minkus pining after Topanga while he's married to someone? Well, I'm not even talking about that, because we've talked about that a lot. I know, but I'm <laughs> but, saying that, yeah. I mean, if Farkle's example of a man yeah. is Minkus, like, being married yeah. to Farkle's mother while still flirting and pining after Topanga, yeah, I, yeah, I do kind of get it. Because like I just said, kids in real life will see Farkle on TV and be like, yeah. oh, it's okay because this has no consequences. Mm-hmm. If you put that into the show, Farkle sees Minkus being like, Oh, my dad's a really well-off genius billionaire, and he gets to flirt with all the women he wants. I can do (laughs) this. And so, I mean, if if that was the case, you know what? I would actually, again, it doesn't excuse him. I'd start to understand Farkle a little more, though. Yeah. Well, it also, uh, the part that I was specifically trying to reference was that Minkus, Mr. Minkus, sort of goes up to the girls and he's like, oh, you have both these girls, right? And Farkle, like, feels like he, ha- he, like, he, like, begs them to agree because he wants his father to, like, Be proud of approve him. of him. Like, it, it, it totally reads, I mean, like, I know this isn't true, but it totally reads like something that would happen if Farkle was gay. And he was like, oh, I told my, ga- my dad I have all these women after me, but I'm actually gay. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Just like, yeah, because yeah, he wants his father's most... Like, if you think about it, most parents wouldn't approve of their young son trying to womanize at an early age. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Stuart Minkus is, like, praising his son for the possibility of that happening. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, I didn't actually think of this dynamic before, this kind of plot, but that does actually yeah. add a new layer that I think would yeah. explain Farkle. Not excuse, but yeah. explain Farkle better in yeah. a more understandable way. And so I do yeah. actually kind of wish that they would Well, we're going to see Far- uh, Stuart in, like, three episodes next season, which sounds excessive, but maybe they're actually doing something interesting there. It could be an arc. Yeah. Um, if it's an arc... Imagine an arc! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, that would be cool. I'd be on board. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that, that yeah. adds a new layer to things that I never thought about before. And this is why we podcast people. <laughs> um, All right. Um, just... I'm ready to 
go to other stuff. But I, I thought you were about to say go to bed. <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed. Um. <laughs> so next thing I just want to quickly bring up is that uh, there's news that we got that uh, on the Watch Disney app, you'll be able to watch Girl Meets First Date early in the day. No, it's like it's like the same day, <laughs> but like er- earlier in the day of the day that it comes out, which is March 27th. I mean, that would still help <laughs> us, like, yeah, exponentially. It will. It totally will. <laughs> if we can watch not Watch Disney, would we be able to yeah. do that? Yeah, we can. Oh my god, we can? Yeah, we'll be able to do this. Oh, damn. I'm so... Guys, I didn't... I thought I thought this didn't apply to us, so I was like, oh, well, that's good for some people. And all oh, no, we have watched Disney. Oh, bitches. We'll be good. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Yay. Oh, bitches. <laughs> So the next thing is we just want to tell everybody, this is old, really old news by now, but that Sabrina has an album coming out on April 14th called Eyes Wide Open, and that's really cool, and we're totally going to do a musical Sabrina episode when that happens, so that'll be exciting. Yes, go Sabrina, I'm very proud of our little actress here, little singer, <laughs> our little, little scamp, little singer over here, no, I'm just, no, but this is, <laughs> no, but this is exciting, and go Sabrina, yeah. I'm, I'm happy yes. for you. So we'll do a little overview of the album. We'll talk about some of their other work, what we'd like her to do with her career and stuff like that. I think that'll be fun. So far, my um, favorite song from Sabrina is Can't Blame a Girl for Trying. What's yours, Dan? Yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty dope song. <laughs> uh. Alrighty, then. <laughs> um, the next thing I just want to throw out there is, uh, this is now super old news, but <laughs> we made a YouTube video back on Valentine's Day. And uh, I put a lot of work into it, and it's pretty great, and you should check it out. It's called, uh, what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> Kagawi Companion Show. It was um, great, though, guys. It, uh, it stars the Kagawi crew plus Dan's mm-hmm. girlfriend, Diana. Yes, and uh, it's basically like a, almost a whole podcast length, so if you're dying for more Kagawi content, <laughs> this is the place to get it. It's a fun, fun time. If you want to just um, divulge into our personal lives more than our opinions, yeah. because yes. we have strong opinions. Um, yes, we do, as you might have noticed. <laughs> so if you want to see us laugh more and be like happy people, <laughs> go go to, check out our YouTube. We were so much more dark and like <laughs> angry this time. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's because we both have work in the morning and yes. we suck. And they made us redo it, those tech gods. <laughs> I uh. know. Uh, curses. All right. Let's end up by you talking about this. Uh, your what you want with the stories, the first date stories. All right. So, as some of you may know, Girl Meets First Date is going to air eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe it's March twenty seventh, but you know who knows mm-hmm. if they're really going to keep that promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that it would be exciting if some of you could tweet in, comment on the blog, email to us your first date stories and experiences mm-hmm. or like advice if you have like a funny story if you have something that's like super sweet and yeah. anything you'd or like even to share if with you us. haven't had one your ideal first date would be oh fun that too. would be really fun so yeah if anyone just has anything in regards to a first date that they would like to share with us and we could and you don't mind us you know like reading on the podcast and engaging with that that would be really fun i agree and we'll tell our stories Though Caitlin doesn't really have one, but <laughs> she's never been on a date. That's not true. Okay, look, we went, I went on a half a date recently, but then Birdman got canceled. <laughs> that was her first half a date. <laughs> that was definitely my first half a date. <laughs> it wasn't my first date, but it was definitely my first half a date. <laughs> can I tell? Do I guess I tell my first one ever, or can I tell like some of my good first dates with different people? 
Dan is <laughs> rather promiscuous, so he's been on a, this, hey. a number hey. of first dates. <laughs> hey. That is only somewhat true. We've got a little Sean Hunter over here. <laughs> Maybe we can, um... I'm sorry, uh, Diana, you're a nice terrible, girl. Terrible. <laughs> Maybe we can also tell, like, uh, terrible first date stories. I have a few of those. I don't have a... You have so many terrible first dates. I mean, Keith's my first boyfriend, so... So, so he's your worst ever. <laughs> well, but... I mean... <laughs> by weird logic. I mean, he's also... <laughs> I mean, he's also technically my best, too, so... Wow, technically. He's what? literally no! <laughs> the worst, but he's technically... <laughs> I said it was weird logic. Yes, yes, sure, okay. I uh... love you, Keith. We didn't even talk about the All fact right. that Keith's not here. It's just a given at this point. He doesn't yeah, care about this well, podcast. He's, he's just a butt-faced butt. No, he just... Uh... He has midterms going on. Yeah, he just got back from New York. He's just a world traveler. He was hanging out with Riley in the game. <laughs> yeah, New York is totally uh, what constitutes as a world traveler. <laughs> he was with Crazy Hat, wearing <laughs> crazy hats and selling muffins. And <laughs> he's just gonna come back filled with muffins. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna be itching <laughs> like <laughs> and needs a fix, a sugar fix. He needs a fix. What a weird episode. <laughs> uh, well, this is our best podcast. <laughs> I apologize if this got weird. We definitely wouldn't <laughs> We had you know, self-cessed, just... incest. Yeah, scratch that. I just apologize that this got weird. Not if it got weird. <laughs> I just, I'm, All right. I'm sorry. You know, Arkagawi sometimes listeners. you have to throw a crack joke in there. Um, Dan, I told you to get rid of the crack addict. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh my uh, god, so everyone, I didn't mean that on... she's a crack addict. I just <laughs> meant that, like, maybe she has some stuff going on. Oh my god. <laughs> Dan, please so get if you want to comment on how mu- how offensive we are, I... you can do so by emailing us at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us can... a brief message about how we're so terrible, you can do so in 140 characters on Twitter at gmwpodcast. Um, also, a lot of people sent uh, emails to us through the blog. You can go on gmwpodcast.wordpress.com and click on the contact us thing. There's a little form there you can fill out. You don't even have to remember gmwpodcast.gmail.com. You just have to remember wordpress.gmwpodcast.com, which is so much easier. (laughs) Yes, good job. Um, Check out our YouTube, as we said. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. We will be forever grateful. We haven't gotten a review in a really long time, so if you review us, I will send you cotton candy. Official. Confirmed. <laughs> Cotton candy? And, yes, and Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, what? <laughs> you can't review the podcast, Caitlin. Um, I can't review it? Wait, I've already reviewed No, wait, Keith reviewed it, but we have a shared well, account. Well, that's the secret of the podcast. Secret podcast secret. He said that he was uh, on the podcast in his comments. <laughs> no one could have cracked that code. <laughs> Alright, I've enjoyed doing this, uh, and I hope you somewhat enjoyed listening to it. We do our and, best, uh, which as you can see doesn't mean much. <laughs> yes, so um, check us out next time. We're a cool podcast. That Will Caitlin enjoys. and Keith see Birdman by then? Probably not. <laughs> this is going to be a long arc, everyone. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we'll have another one before First Date. I feel like First Date will be our next podcast, right? Probably. There's one week between now and then, but I just feel like... You know, yeah. life. 
you know, it, Life. maybe it'll happen. If it, if it happens, it happens. Let's be honest. If we see each other, it would be more likely that we play Batman. Or DLC <laughs> for Last of Us or yeah. something. Yeah, we still haven't done that, guys. Left Behind. There's some there's some hot tamales in there. There's a character named Riley. Wow. I'm going to be honest, I don't recommend that for the general audience of <laughs> Hobie's World. For our 17-plus oh, audience of Kagawi. Is it is it bad to ask people to tweet us their ages? Is that bad? Yes, that's bad. I, I want to know what like the average age of our audience is. Oh my god, Dan, I don't know. I don't, well, Dan, that feels I illegal. Know. If it's... <laughs> I think pretty sure it is. I think it's a well, I, I don't know. Okay, Dan, the fact you, that we're over, you, we're well over eighteen at this point makes it feel <laughs> sketchy. I'm not going to do it, and I don't really want to be affiliated with someone who is doing it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, then don't send us your ages. But if you want no, to send don't. them to me directly, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> on Dan's right. personal Twitter. No. <laughs> Because that's All not right. sketchy whatsoever, and your parents nope, won't call the cops. Remotely. We not even remotely. We won't get shut right. down. Um, yeah, I think the other place just slammed the things like, <laughs> "Are you part of the kids? Get acquainted with the internet." What? We're shutting you down. What police officers have you ever <laughs> spoken to in your life that speak that hey, way? Hey, the ones on Girl Meets World are pretty wacky. So that's my only. <laughs> they literally eat donuts. It's amazing. <laughs> Like, a, right. like, no thought was given there. Like, <laughs> let's think up the most ridiculous stereotype that hasn't been used I don't on even, television. He was, he was, I don't remember him eating a donut. Or was he no, eating a I banana? A he might have been eating a uh, banana. Bananas are good. Bananas are um, healthy. Well, girl meets potassium next week. Hey! Um, <laughs> Alright, if you want to send us tweets letting us know all your fun uh, titles for uh, the Girlmates World period episode. That oh, would be fun. oh my um, god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we've gone on a little long here. Oh dear god, no, one, no one's listening to us anymore. They've all turned their computers off. <laughs> and they're like, I'm never... Class dismissed. What? <laughs> Dan, do it right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and as always, dream, try, do good, class dismissed.